Our next story takes us 10 stories underground. During World War II, Londoners would descend spiral staircases into tunnels to escape German bombs. Now one of those long, empty air raid shelters is filled with fresh greens, thanks to businessman Stephen Dring. It's a nice sort of warm duvet of insulation for growing produce down there. Stephen Dring and his partner turned the tunnel into a vegetable farm. He described how it works. If you just imagine a bench with what is a sort of mat on it, and then we just sow the seeds onto that mat, and then underneath the lights, the roots grow into the mat that's in the tray, and then every sort of 12 hours, water waters the mat again, and under the light it grows, so no soil is required. What about the light? I mean, it has to substitute for sunlight. Yeah, the LED lights, they're now at the level where you can actually sort of emphasise and suppress elements of the light spectrum. So it's acting in exactly the same way as sunlight and it produces exactly the same light spectrum as sunlight. So you can emphasise bits of the blue spectrum or the red spectrum and it just produces a light spectrum identical to the sun. Well, your company is called Zero Carbon Food. Even the lights, I would have thought, would take up some amount of energy. I mean, how perfectly energy efficient are you? We are um, zero carbon because, yes, there's energy required for lighting, but we actually get all of the energy supply from a green energy company that gets all of their um, energy from wind and solar. So it's a green energy supply that feeds our lighting system. So what exactly are you growing down there? So we are growing, uh, you guys call it arugula, and we're growing uh, sort of standard red oak lettuce. We are growing microherbs, which are sort of miniature coriander, tatsoi, pak choy, uh, mustard leaf. You know, there, there's one thing, and this may be one vegetable that just ruined it for the rest, but hydroponic tomatoes, when, when they sort of came along, were, were known as being rather without taste. Yeah, I don't know what happened out there in terms of tomatoes, but the thing that affects the uh, the actual product is the light, the feed, the uh, CO2, and the heat. And so if they have been sort of grown in the past and, and given hydroponics a bad name, then, yeah, I think people have just grown the wrong strain and the wrong variety of tomato. But at this point, you haven't had, you know, the <laughs> the bad reputation of the tomato hasn't made it problematic for you to sell these to restaurants and people generally. No, not in the slightest. Um, we've had some, obviously we've got a, f- a high-quality chef on board, a two-Michelin-star chef. So, yeah, his palate is pretty damn good when it comes to actually uh, tasting our greens at the moment. But if we do end up growing tomatoes that don't pack that flavour and pack that punch, we will just stop doing them and move on to the next product. Selling a homogenous sort of tasteless tomato is certainly not part of our plans. Why would people want to buy these hydroponic vegetables that are grown way down below the ground? I mean, what's your selling point? The fact that we are local to the markets. Obviously, as soon as you cut a product, then it starts to degrade in flavor. So we can get it to the markets and get it basically from fill to fork within sort of four to eight hours, whereas usually it travels for sort of 72 hours, um, sometimes maybe four or five days. And that's what's really interesting to our uh, wholesalers and customers. That's what's turning them on. Boy, I should say so. I hadn't really thought of that, but the restaurants are just above you. Exactly. It's the, it's the logistics that do it. Well, very nice. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Stephen Dring is co-founder of Zero Carbon Food. He spoke to us from London.